Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It's Monday, March 14th. Now Charleston takes a look at a handful of stories three times a week and tells you why they are important. Former President Donald Trump was in South Carolina over the weekend. We'll look at the in-state and national implications of that visit. Yesterday was Selection Sunday for the NCAA tournament. So what South Carolina teams made it this year? And after a cold weekend, the weather is looking great this week. Those stories, starting now. Former President Donald Trump made a stop at Florence Regional Airport on Saturday to endorse two Republicans, Katie Arrington and Russell Fry, who are challenging incumbent GOP members of Congress in South Carolina. It's freezing out here, but we're going to warm it up. We're going to warm it up. The president spoke for more than an hour, touching on everything from Ukraine to the 2020 election, repeating the false claim that he won the election, calling Republican incumbents names, and teasing a potential run again in 2024. In other words, it was rigged. So I ran twice, I won twice, and I did much better the second time than we did the first, getting 12 million more votes, and now we may have to run again. Of course, Trump lost that election. No voter fraud's been found that would have affected any of the results anywhere in the country. Thankfully, this June, you have the chance to dump these grandstanding losers and replace them with two rock-solid America First champions, Russell Fry. Russell, where's Russell? Russell Fry and Katie Arrington. Where are you? Come on up. Come, come up. And it was a wide-ranging speech, like I said. And if you're wondering what's fueling fights in state capitals, why people are so riled up about the fights over critical race theory, here's what Trump had to say about that. Getting critical race theory out of our schools is not just a matter of values. It's also a matter of national survival. We have no choice. The fate of any nation ultimately depends upon the willingness of its citizens to lay down, and they must do this, lay down their very lives to defend their country. Katie Arrington, a former state rep and defense contractor who was running against Congresswoman Nancy Mace, played to the conservative Trump crowd ahead of the former president's appearance. Here she and Nancy is. Mace is who I'm out here to take out. She turned her back on President Trump. She turned her back on me, and she turned her back on you. She said that, A, President Trump was responsible for January 6th, and that everything that he worked for and you did was desecrated in that day. And I don't know about you, but that makes me mad. Russell Fry, who's a state rep from the Grand Strand and running against incumbent Congressman Tom Rice, was a little more subdued. But to be fair, Trump got on stage a few minutes later and called Tom Rice a loser So over his impeachment vote. Um, so kind of did Representative Fry's work for him there. Rice responded later on, criticizing Fry's support of Trump, who he called a would-be tyrant. Interestingly, for Mace, at the same time she was the focus on stage in Florence, South Carolina, she was on stage at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, talking about marijuana legalization. I've got links to videos from the speech and a bunch of other stuff at nwchs.com. That's nowcharleston.com, where you can find show notes every day for the show. So Katie Arrington spoke, Russell Fry spoke, South Carolina GOP chairman Drew McKissick spoke, even former USC football coach Lou Holtz spoke. Just go South Carolina and everything we do, God bless you. You know who wasn't there? Nikki Haley, the former governor and UN ambassador appointed by Trump, 
and Trump's own former chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, both of whom who have endorsed Mace in the GOP primary. Mulvaney, also a former congressman from South Carolina, even told Politico over the weekend that he thinks his old boss, Trump, uh, is making the wrong call on Arrington and questioned the advice he was getting. Mulvaney said, I can only wonder if he got advice from anyone who actually follows South Carolina politics. I know he didn't ask me or Nikki, talking about Governor Haley. Haley, who endorsed Mace the day before Arrington announced her candidacy, a move many saw as pretty deliberate, has pitted herself against Trump and Trump voters in the first district in this race. Like Mace and plenty of others, Nikki Haley was quicker to criticize Trump around January 6th than many conservatives. That fact alone may have alienated her from her Trump base even more than her supposed consideration of a run for president in 2024. She said that she's not going to run for president if Trump runs, but she's kind of slow walked that a little bit. So who knows what will happen? Former Governor and Congressman Mark Sanford, who lost to Arrington in the 2018 primary after a late endorsement from Trump, uh, knows a thing or two about Trump grudges. He doesn't think Haley has anything left to lose. He told the New York Times over the weekend, quote, there's really no way forward for her, unquote, talking about Haley and Trump's orbit. Continuing, uh, Sanford said, Trump is a guy who holds decided grudges and doesn't let them go, unquote. Now, Trump hasn't announced whether he'll seek another term in 2024, but it's no coincidence he's trying to maintain a conservative foothold in South Carolina, a critical early primary state, just in case he does decide to jump in. But zooming in a little bit in South Carolina specifically, regardless of Trump's strategy in 2024, with redistricting drawing more conservative districts in South Carolina across the state, including in the 1st and the 7th districts, which are Mason Rice's district, it's now harder for Democrats to win those districts in general elections. So the main contest for these congressional seats could be the primaries that they're talking about now. So the Trump effect is a factor no matter what. Selection Sunday was yesterday, and the fields are set for March Madness. But this year, no South Carolina teams will appear in the big dance. At in-state major conference teams, the University of South Carolina coach Frank Martin is reportedly on the hot seat, and Clemson got bounced in the first round of the ACC tournament by Virginia Tech, uh, the team that would ultimately win the ACC conference championship. College Charleston also lost in its second round of game in the, in the Colonial Athletic Association tournament. No South Carolina men's teams will appear in the NIT either. But South Carolina's best athletic team, the University of South Carolina women's basketball team, is the top overall seed going into the women's tournament. Dawn Staley's USC team will play the winner of the play-in game between Howard and the University of the Incarnate Word uh, on Friday in Columbia on their home court. The main games in the men's tournament start on Thursday. South Carolina's women's team is playing for its second national championship this year and will look to repeat a run to the Final Four like it did last year. Boy, that weather on Saturday and Sunday this weekend was no fun. Cold temperatures, high winds. Did you guys see those pictures of the overturned truck on 526? One container blew off a truck and actually hit a police cruiser that was driving alongside the, the truck. Nobody was hurt, apparently. The container did fly off into the river, though, which is crazy. The high winds even shut down I-526 for a few hours on Saturday morning. A private plane was also flipped over because of the wind at the airport. It's wild. Well, it looks like that weather is a thing of the past for now. Temperatures today are supposed to rise out of the 30s and stay above 50 pretty much every day for the next 10 days. So after an early morning in the mid-30s today, tomorrow's high is 73 degrees. With the time change and longer daylight, this definitely feels more appropriate. Uh, the 
average high temperature for this time of year is 70 degrees. That's all I've got for you today. If you've got feedback for me, I would love to hear it. You can leave a voice message or even just text me at 843-474-1319 or email sam at nowchs.com. If you can rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, that would be a big help too. And as always, check nowcharleston.com for links and notes from today's show. And to make sure you don't miss anything, follow twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back Wednesday with the next Now Charleston. <laughs>